What is good, everyone? Welcome back to the NOA podcast. Speaking as your co-host, Tyler. I'm here with my man, it's Trey. You. Before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor. Sponsor for today is going to be Red Fence. I want to thank you guys for really supporting the sponsor, really supporting us, really, uh, and buying the shirts and really fucking with it. So people who don't know, Red Fence is a premium clothing company that shows shirts. Each shirt has a special design that comes with it and a story that goes with it as well. You can check that out on Red dash fence dot my shopify.com also you can check out the ig it's going to be red fence underscore you can check out me and uh trey on ig as well mine's going to be tyler underscore waller three trey's is going to be trey kwan underscore park seven uh check out anyway podcast on youtube like subscribe all that fun shit uh just type into the search bar anyway podcast we also have a tiktok where we put like little small little videos and shit so you can check that shit out too um that shit is going to be anyway podcast one and uh, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, I've met this nigga back, frankly, back when I was going to school in New Jersey at Paramus Catholic. Damn. Met this nigga sophomore year. Uh, what's good, Adrian? A.K.A. known as, as Wu now. What's going on, bro? Now, come on now. How we feeling today, man? <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Thanks, sure, bro. Appreciate y'all for having me. So I want, I want to get into this. Because when I met you, you were known as Adrian. Uh-huh. Now nigga, niggas know you as Wu. So tell tell me about the the story behind this this nickname that kind of popped off. Okay, okay. So um, I know you know. I don't know if you know Trey, but I go to Howard University. Uh, I played football there for about two years. Oh, my okay. freshman year, my sophomore year. Uh, I played O line, left tackle. Uh, honestly, that D one that D one football life is not for me, especially. <laughs> Uh, especially when you losing, bro. Like that is the worst, Gosh, the worst thing, bro. Like, Damn, like sucks. losing at PC was different because it's like, all right, well, like we still kind of have talent. You feel me? Facts. Losing at the D1 level is just like dehumanizing because you don't even know where you stand. You feel me? Like Damn. everybody's at the same level. Everybody's nice. So it's like, okay, like you're either good or you're not. You're either baller, baller or you're not. You feel me? And losing 79 nothing to Maryland was bro, Damn. Bro, they made memes about us. Like, they was like Howard after the first half. They put a little spun on meme. I'm gonna head out. Damn, crazy, bro. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, back into it though. Like how I got my name. Um, I, I remember like the first day of camp, I pulled up. Um, and I was I was one of the latest guys to uh slide because mm-hmm. I was a preferred walk on. So it was about me and I think about like five other guys. We were like the last group of people to show up for real. For real. Or actually not. We were the group before, like, the actual walk-ons, but um, when I had slid, I remember uh, the old whole online gathered around me talking about, so, you know, like, what's your name? I told them Adrian and Wusu, and they all just oh, stared at me. okay. You know, they all just stared at me like, you don't got no nicknames, no nothing. Like, we can't stay down on the field when we're talking to you. So I'm just looking at them like, nah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, everybody's calling me Adrian. And that's when, you know, uh, Cam and his little brother went to Howard as well. His name was oh, Kalen. Really? Yeah, Kalen knew, and he came over to me. He was like, how about Wu? I was like, I honestly don't care. And literally from that day on, bro, everybody's been calling me Wu. Like, I'm, I'm convinced that there are people on campus that call me Wu and that really know me for real that don't even know my real name. Yeah, <laughs> they just think that's your real name. There's no as your nickname. <laughs> I hear that every day. They'd be like, oh, your name Adrian for real? Like, I thought that was a joke. Nah, that's my real name. <laughs> yeah. What? thought that was a joke. <laughs> but that shit kind of makes sense because also your last name is Awusu. So yeah. Awu. yeah. So like, it kind of makes sense. It kind of yeah. makes sense. I'll be seeing you too because uh, I noticed like when you change your shit to like Wuology, 
I honestly was like, damn, that's kind of fire. That is fire. I was like, damn, that's a fire ass name. Oh, I'll fuck with you. I fucks with Wu. How do you like Howard, man? Because that's a what, HBCU, right? So the environment is great. The administration is terrible. So it kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of like PC, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Damn, like a bigger version type shit. Like, like a bigger black version of PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro like it's it's really it's really not the uh not the best environment i would recommend to all black people especially since you know not a lot of people can afford to go here you know a lot mm-hmm. of end up coming here freshman year getting caught up in like homecoming and everything and all the classes and shit. that's what i'm about to say because i went on an hbcu tour and mm-hmm. howard was one of them okay but but this is just like my opinion all hbcus seem lit as fuck and i feel like it's real easy to get like trapped in that type of like just yeah party turn life oh okay every hbcu okay. i went to bro yeah. they were all like popping bro and i was like damn oh. i mean we are popping people so that does make a little fact, bit of sense fact, nigga. Fact, like fact, our fact, parties fact. are better everything we do we just kind of ball out so you know obviously the college is gonna be similar yeah nigga we the wave <laughs> nigga, we make the trends Thanks. We where you go, the where I go? Yeah. I go to the University of Hartford. It's oh, not as popular, but uh, it's, it's not too bad of a school, you know? I should have there, no cap. I was accepted there, too. Nah, For I'm real? gonna be honest. I think you're doing good at Howard, nigga. It, really? it, ain't, it ain't really. Yeah. It's, all, all right, it's all right here. I'm not going to shit on Hartford. Mm. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's okay. I feel like there are much better schools, uh, like, around that, like, you can go to. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, I I think it kind of comes down to like what you specifically want to do as like a human being. So like if you wanted to get into, you know, like technical aspects of certain schools, um, like this school is kind of good for that. You know, apparently we're good at nursing now. So like, that's yeah, like nigga, a, we just built a whole building because of that yeah, shit. Right? That ass, so I mean, it's uh, d- it depends on what you want. It's like what you want to do in, like in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yo, I I do got a question, bro. Yeah. Because you you. I know you. You been playing lineman your whole life, but nigga, you look like a wide receiver now. What's what's up with you? I don't see it. You don't fucking around and slip down on a nigga. Listen, like every single lineman you will ever meet, bro. After they play football, bro, they are going to lose weight. I promise you. I'm not surprised, bro. I promise you, bro, because it's like the constant eating. Like I think we like at Howard, we had to eat around five to six meals a day, bro. Damn, every day, every oh, single shit. day, bro. Like I had to pay a dime for that too. I ain't gonna lie, like I just ate. Every single day, they they gave us two full boxes of pizza every single day. Damn. So they wanted them to bulk up, bro. Like, Yo, bro like, we're trying to get you to be big, <laughs> exactly. And we, we was an undersized line too, you know. So we we just had to get bigger. And you wouldn't believe it, Waller, but like if you would have pulled up to our weight room, bro, you you would have been like one of the strongest kids in that weight room. Like Howard is weak as really, <sighs> Howard is weak as hell, bro. Like. Not not gonna lie, like now we're doing much better. We even got like a PC kid. His name is Broadus. Broadus. Okay. He's one of the strongest kids in the, in the in the locker room now. Right right now, no cap. Like he's Damn. big as hell. Yo, so what was it? What was it like being a part of like a D one like football team? Like besides uh, all the losing shit, like what was what's like the process like? How how was it day to day? No cap. Coming from the school, me and Wilder came from. It's very very underwhelming because I thought it was gonna be very different. I think but PC kind of trains you a little bit for it. PC is definitely like probably one of the best schools for football. Like ever, like mm-hmm. ever since I went to Howard, like that that's been engraved in my in my mind. Like I damn near want to live in Jersey so I can put my kids in PC if like all the PCs are still right over there because mm-hmm. it's it was it's really nothing different at all. Like 
the way we lift, the way we go to meetings, the way we even um, operate our own practices. They even had a Utah, you feel me, over there, like everything, uh, everything so is the same. It was basically just like, nigga, PC again, but just like, a, just in Howard now, just like yeah. on D1 football. Literally. Yeah, I'll, I'll do say this, man. I'll give it to PC. And I guess the uh, kind of go like a little deeper. How basically it was set up, it basically like you would get out of school. At least this is what I remember from PC. It was basically like, bro, we would there like get out of school, go like lift, basically lift for like an hour or so. They had like our own little weight room and shit. Mm-hmm. So we go out there, wait for the coach to open it, work out. After that, we would there go get changed, go get changed for practice. Uh, sometimes like niggas had like film study and shit. I, I might be fucking this shit up. So, you know, you could, uh, you would no, you throw your true cent. Um, then we'll there like go to practice have like a good decent practice after that and then basically that'll be it i know like in college you probably just watch more film so like after that sometimes yeah. there'll be like film study again but really pc was low-key like mini college mm-hmm. yeah bro mm-hmm. we had like scouts coming in there uh that was when like raw frankly uh rashawn gary the nigga he plays for the packers now your favorite team mm-hmm. but he went to pc so like they used to be how scouts like pulling up Mm. So like watch him and shit. Did the scouts talk to you? Or did you just, did you just nah, like watch? Nah, nigga, I'm nah, supposed like, to be like that. Asked, Come on. They, they asked for like directions. Exactly. <laughs> so I remember like in the lobby, Dabo Sweeney, his D-line po- coach pulled up. We all stared at him. They're talking about some, yeah, y'all know where the uh the coach's office is? We all got up. All of us. He was like, wait, it's just down here? Oh, I bet. Walked away. That was the saddest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. They weren't fucking with us. They yeah, were like, not Yeah, they talked to us for, like, directions, nigga. Ask for, like, where's this player at, but it's never you. Damn, you know I mean? like, damn. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, where's, where's so-and-so? Like, nigga, I'm right here. Facts, bro. You be like, are Yo, you trying to see my tape? Nigga, Facts. Like, no, bro. Get the fuck out of my face, man. It's like, bro, I just had a great game last week. Like, nigga. You can watch it. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, like, the only, like, real D1 school that actually had interest in hella PC kids was, like, what, Bucknell? They, I, I remember, like, they yeah. sent out letters to hella kids. Yeah, that is true. I don't know that school. Buck, yeah, like, Bucknell? It's not like, it ain't no, like, Alabama or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, no. They, That's they, still, like, like they D1 know. type shit. Do they at least contend? Like, do you... If you were to no, I mean they're never in like the top twenty-five. <laughs> I mean you're still D one. You still could be like D one. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I think they're FCS. They got a really nice stadium though. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Adrian, what made you? Because you said you played freshman and sophomore year. So, what made you stop? So, like, uh, you, you remember Coach London, right? Coach London Junior. Yeah, this black ball nigga. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall black ball nigga. Uh, his father was the head coach at Howard. Oh. So, like, I had told Coach Sabella, I was like, yeah, like, I just got accepted to Howard. I don't know if that really means anything, but, like, if possible, you know, if I could just walk on the team in, like, the fall. And a lot of people hated Coach Sabella. I did, too. I'm not going to lie to you. But, like, he fucked with me for a reason. Like, I don't know what reason it was, but he, <laughs> fucked with me. he was like, he was like, no, nah, I think you're a little better than that. We could just talk to Coach London right after class. And I was like, I bet. I remember going to his office. He got on the phone with him. And Coach Lennon Jr., like, he was gassing me to Coach Lennon Jr. He was like, yeah, Adrian's one of the best leaders on the team right now, even throughout a losing season, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, yo, I didn't do none of this shit he just said. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to just mat, you feel me? Yeah, and thanks. He, he 
I remember like a week later, Coach London asked me, he, he called me, he asked me, he was like, yo, how early can you get to Howard? Damn. I was like, what do you mean? Like, how early can, can like, am I able to go? He was like, well, you can slide next week if you want to. And I was like, next week? I'm like, okay, bet I could slide next week. I'm going to just talk to my peoples about it. Talk to my peoples. Call Coach London back. He was like, uh, yeah, you're going to have to pay $2,000 to slide next week. Damn. I'm like, yeah, nah, like, when's the free day? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that nigga told me, he was like, yeah, just slide in July. You feel me? And slid there. You know, Coach London, Coach London Jr., you know, it was a really, really great, you know, um, coaching staff, especially, like, offensively. Coach London, uh, mm-hmm. senior, he was a defensive-minded coach. Oh, but um, okay. offensively, we were actually number one in the FCS uh, not not in our conference, but like in the literal FCS, he was putting up like fifty six points a game, bro. But our Damn. defense was last in the conference, bro. So oh. other teams are putting up like forty, like thirty against us, and it would just be on some bullshit. Like, you know, we had Kalen Newton's little brother, Kalen, or I said Kalen Newton's little brother, Kalen's little brother. Kalen. Was he nice? No, he was nice. He was nice. He plays at uh, Auburn right now. He might go to William, uh, William and Mary though. Oh, okay. Um, we had another kid named Ezer, Jaquez Ezer. He he literally just got to like the uh all American bowl game, I think. I think like last week. When I Damn. tell you, bro, like there is no football player that I've ever watched this run route so effortlessly in my entire life, bro. Like this, he's like that. Bro, he's like that. Like he would have came at PC, routed everybody up. He would have routed up anybody from me at Howard, anybody in, in at Bama, like literally. Damn. I cannot capture you, bro. Like, he would have routed anybody up. But I've seen him do it to top-tier niggas, you feel me? So, basically, our offense was tough, right? Next year, we got a coach um, named Ron Prince. This nigga has literally been fired from every single job he's had, bro. Damn. He fired? Why the fuck would – why would you hire him? Yeah, why would that's you? on his resume. <laughs> that's why I said, like, Howard University's administration, bro, is terrible. Like, they just want what's best for them financially and shit. So, I think that's like a huge problem. It's like, why would you, why would you get someone who's not really qualified? Like, look at this nigga's resume. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Would, like, I know he might be a little cheaper than some of the other ones, but like, obviously, spend more for someone who's more qualified. That's actually gonna help the program grow on some shit. Bro, there's a lot of things wrong with bro. Honestly, like he had his son starting center. He was terrible. He was also like put into like a bunch of like sex assault cases and shit. Deal. What? Bro, his own son, and he didn't even address this shit either. Niggas didn't know whether he was white or black because he was adopted. He was very, very light skinned. His son was white as fuck, too, right? This nigga used to say nigga all the time, bro. Like, all the time. You're not having that. (laughs) It's max. So, like, literally, like, I think a week before the first game, which was Maryland, I remember uh, our coach, like, we we were literally, like, in a knee at at our last practice. And the nigga goes, he was like, yeah, I don't know why the administration scheduled this game. And once him as a coach told us that as players, I thought to myself, okay, I need to have a conversation with this nigga because clearly he doesn't yeah. care about the players. So I talked to him. I was like, yeah, like, I understand all the coaches left and da-da-da, but I was for a walk-on. Um, I was scheduled to get a scholarship this year. So I was wondering, you know, what, what, what's the uh, what's the haps on that? Like, what's up with it? You feel me? And he's looking at – he looks at me. He simply says, oh, the scholarships, we gave them all the way to the grad students and the transfer students coming in. So y'all – next year. Those are verbatim. That's exactly what that nigga said to me. I have four other niggas that also receive scholarships that still don't have scholarships because of that nigga. That nigga, remember Samaj? Yeah. Because because of that nigga, Samaj is not on the football team no more. He had to leave Howard. 
He left Howard completely. Yes, like completely. Like that nigga is not at Howard no more. And That's I honestly don't know what that nigga is doing right now. But like basically everybody who played football at Howard who knew Ron Prince hates him. You feel me? And I was one of the first to go after I left. I feel like I think around 10 to 20 other people left. And that's not including the 30 people he kicked off this summer um, or the beginning of the summer before that even happened. What the fuck so you kicked people off for? Were they just uh, ass? They got cut on some shit? Or? They were ass, got cut. Their grades. Um, some of them couldn't afford to play here anymore. So mm, okay. he, he just didn't want to give them any scholarships and shit. You know, things like that. No, but long story short, that nigga was just a terrible coach. And he was a reason, you know, of the downfall of Howard over those past couple years. But terrible management. That's some shit. Terrible, terrible management. management. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Just, shit management. That's really what you can call down to. Right. Atrocious management. That nigga, he was honestly like a cancer to the team. Like, he would say the most out of pocket shit, though. Like, I remember one time, bro, he looked at Kalen. He was like, he was like, why did you choose to run the ball on third and 11? And he was like, there was nobody open. He was like, you know who else chooses to run the ball on third and 11? Your brother. That's what he <laughs> Damn, bro. I was, bro, I was in that meeting room, bro, like, biting my nails. I said, no way you could say that. Bro. <laughs> like, no way, wow. bro. That is actually hilarious, wow. bro. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up, but that's fucking hilarious, bro. Like, cool, bro. I'm going to be honest, though. Why football coaches be coming crazy at their players for, like, no <laughs> Like, they, there be no reason for that type of energy, and they just snap. They just didn't learn how to show for real. Like, especially him. He was, he was like, a, a whole different breed, bro. Like, he, he couldn't have been at PC. Somebody would have fought him. Nah, for real. They would have. <laughs> I <laughs> believe that. They would have. Yeah, you can't be saying shit like that. At all, bro. Oh man, that is funny. So now what? So now you kind of just like, uh, kind of just chilling at Howard, basically. Not like chilling, like obviously doing school and shit. Yeah, just doing school and shit. Um, I'm a computer information system major, so I'm trying to get my major out the way, and then after that, I'm trying to go into DPT school, um, and then open my own gym. I box now, so I'm trying to I'm trying to be able okay. to how to box and shit. And I'm That's to- what's up, bro. Live, my, live the rest of my life like that, bro. For real, for real. Listen, I'm low key about that shit too. I mean, I'm I'm still begging for the gym. I'm trying to get my own gym too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that should be fucking lit. Yo, what happened to? I really don't know much about this, but I remember seeing this like like years ago. Didn't you and Xavier? I think y'all didn't y'all have like a clothing company or like a shirt company or some shit? Y'all were like that doing? shit, bro. Yeah. Um. Only Spade. Only Spade. I still have a couple of shirts for that shit. So basically, like during quarantine, me and him decided to because he was a designer. He he was really into making clothes and things. Like Who is Xavier? Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised, bro. Of course, you know he's a real creative person for real. Nice. And then, uh, you know, me with like um, I'm in school of business, computer information systems. I was just trying to get something under my resume for real, for real. And a lot of people at Howard have their own brands, so they use that to branch over to uh, being able to like get jobs and shit like that. And I still use Only Spade to get jobs because that same summer I got an internship with Boeing. No, oh, really? talking about only speed. Yeah, it was calm for real. But um, that was really just about making sustainable clothing um for the inner city youth for real, for real. And we were focusing on that for a very, very long time. Um, we didn't really get as much traction as we hoped to. And then right when school started, everybody like it wasn't only it wasn't only me and Xavier. It was also like four other people. Uh, and right okay. after right when school started, like our schedules just got really hectic for real, for real. So we decided to put that on hold. And to be honest with you, I don't really foresee that continuing anytime soon. 
but I would definitely like to pick that back up, you know, if uh if the opportunity does present itself for real. Yeah, bro. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I remember you on when you guys like first started like looking at it. I was fucking with the designs and shit. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, bro, like this shit really fucking cool. Is is that is that like kind of like the same thing references? Is it only clothing or is it other things as well? As of right now, it's like only clothing. So mm-hmm. basically, uh so me and Trey kind of just like came up with this like idea like really freshman year and we kind of just put it into like fruition like last year. What did y'all February 1st, 2020? 2021? 2021, yeah. 2021, yeah. So it was really like literally like a year some days old. But that's kind of like what happened, you know, like we've made like a shit ton of fucking like memories here and we have like a shit ton of just like good fucking times. So we were like, yeah. yo, we basically just kind of want to like illustrate that on like the shirts, you know what I mean? And kind of mm-hmm. put unfortunately like it's it's still valid now like don't get me wrong i'm very fucking happy with it. i'm happy with like uh some of the traction it has gotten it's not like fucking huge or nothing but uh for we kind of want like the designs to be more like like kind of like graphic you know what i mean like graphic tees in a way because mm-hmm. like right now they're pretty like just like simple simplistic like uh designs type shit but uh yeah, that's kind of, like, what happened. We were kind of just chilling. We were like, yo, bro, like, we should really, like, make a clothing brand. That's kind of also, like, what happened with this podcast, you know? We have good conversations. Uh, some podcasts, we, like, give advice. We, like, having people on to either have them give advice or, frankly, just, like, chop it up on some shit and just have a good time. Word, word. It's just, like, we're just trying to really just spread positive energy, you know, mm-hmm. spread spread this, you know, just really just spread good times on some shit, you know? True. That's all it's about, for real, for real. I feel like if you combine purpose with passion, something's gonna come out from it. You know, that's what that's how I that's how I think about it, yeah. and that's kind of what Trey think about it. Also, yeah. it's like I be seeing hella other people do this shit, and their shit is huge, and they don't be talking about shit. So like, about nothing, bro. If they like, if they can do it, why the fuck can't I do it? Like, what's the difference between like yep. you and me? The Thanks. only thing difference is you started earlier than I did. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Like, I understand people being like intuitive and being able to like adapt to multiple different audiences and having that be their, you know, their their, their uh platform. Like yeah. somebody like Joe Rogan, even though he tweet by saying nigga all them times, <laughs> yo, he tweet. But everybody else, like, I, there, there's somebody else. Um, I forget. It's, it's two basketball dudes. Uh, brilliant idiots. You ever seen that? Yes, up? I know. I know what you're talking about. Bro, they don't be about. talking about nothing. About nothing. Like I feel like if if anything, the only thing that they really do talk about that holds great content is probably like sports. But other than that, it's a bunch of different sports podcasts out there, and they're still making right. bread off of it. So, good conversation could definitely take you a long way. Bro. And that's and that's all it is, man. And of course, it's like. So it's like, all right, in terms of, like, just us, we're new to this shit. So, like, there's a lot of shit that, like, we're doing wrong, right? But also, it's like, this is kind of, like, growing. So, like, we know each fucking podcast ain't finna be a fucking banger. Of course. But, like, the fact that we just keep putting out content, we're going to eventually find out. What'd you say? Consistency. That's you what just got to be consistent with it. And essentially, throughout that time, you kind of just hone your craft. You get really good at what you're, you figure out what you're good at, and then you kind of narrow down. It's like, okay, well, I can really grow from this aspect, and then kind of just, like, keep chipping, keep working, keep working. And eventually, like, it's finna pop. But, like, you just got to keep putting out content. So that's really what we've been doing. It's like, all right, bro. Like, why not do this shit in our spare time? And we're still, like, full-time students. So, like, we would love to give more time into this than we actually are. But it's like, nigga, like, bro, we could drop an episode a week. That's like, the least we could do is drop one episode a week, bro. We got one hour to where we could just talk and record and post. Like, it's not mm-hmm. hard. So mm-hmm. we've just been consistent. And that's that's really it. And we're just like, all right, let's keep chipping at it, keep working at it, keep working at it, you know? Nah, consistency with growth is very important, bro. I really do fucking 
You um are are y'all both on on track to graduate this semester or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last semester type shit. That's so beautiful. That means y'all gonna hone in on this after after y'all graduate. To be honest, that's kind of the plan. Yeah, I mean, I really I would love to. You know, uh, this is like one of the few things I do that like actually bring me like genuine happiness type shit. <laughs> like awesome shit though. Yeah, that's like just really fun. Cause at the yeah. end of the day, there's no pressure. I literally get, I literally get to he- come on here and talk to my niggas. Like you know what I mean. That's I get to talk fire. to Trey. I get to have guests on. Like Adrian, bro. I haven't talked to you in fucking years, bro. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that like you could come on this shit and like chop it up with us, like that's a blessing. And I'm happy to do so. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. really fucking cool. You know, I've had other podcasts. My nigga Sean, shout out to him. I haven't talked to him in years either. And the fact that like he was able to come on, share his shit about like fuck you mentality and uh, like how, like his way of thinking, his way of life, like that's huge. And on top of that, like we get to see different perspectives because we all see the world differently. Mm. So we get to see a whole bunch of people different perspectives. So like, listen, man, I plan on at least honing in on this shit, figure out what else I can do with this shit, figure out how to put out more content shit. So definitely. Plus actually like people like fuck with it. I mean, people have like told me like some really good shit about this shit. People actually seem to actually kind of like this shit, so I'm like, fuck it, why not just keep doing it? Yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree with what Tyler's telling you right now, man. I've uh, when we first started this, we started this just for memories, you know. I was like, listen, yeah, bro, I really thanks. don't care if anyone specifically listens to this. It's really because we have great conversations, and I'd like to hold on to those conversations. So we'll we'll start off there. Over time, it has blossomed into people telling us, bro, like, your shit actually helps. We had one nigga, like, send in, like, he wanted us to figure out a situation for him. So, like, he told us the situation and we gave him, like, our advice on it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's uh, it's really blossomed into something that's beautiful. And I think if we actually do hone in on it and we continue to keep it going, like, it could become something, like, great, you know, right. in the future. So, I'm definitely not going to give up on it. Plus, I get to do it for fun. Like, this yeah. nigga said it brings joy to him. Like, I... 100% agree with that. Bro. <laughs> I went to I went to Italy a while back and I was there for like about 4 months and it was fun, don't get me wrong, but like I looked forward to every fucking podcast episode we made like awesome during the week cuz like I got to talk to my boy, I got to update him about all the shit that's popping off and it was just like a stress reliever in a way, you know? That's beautiful, I ain't That's very beautiful. Not a lot of people really going to know they passion this early, fool, fool. And the fact that you out there in Italy and still honing in on your passion, bro, like, that's big. Like, don't yeah. lose that, for real, fool. Yeah, nah, man. I got it. There's a lot of purposeless, passionless people out there in the world that are just nice. going, going, going with the flow, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, seeing people who are, like, 40 years old, 50 years old, still trying to chase their ambitions, their dreams, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you generally don't see. Because everybody's just so caught up in the system of just making money and using that. Facts. Facts. That's true, bro. That's very yeah. fucking true. It's like we live in a world that fights. We fight for money and we fight for attention. Mm. That's it. We fight for money and attention. That's and true. a lot of people will do a lot of like people. It's crazy because people will be unhappy and do shit that they don't like for money. For money. Yeah. And like, listen, money's a wonderful thing. I plan on having a lot of it. But at the same time, like I ain't trying to be fucking 40 years old, miserable as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be doing something I love at that age. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather go through, like, the trials now. Like, let me figure this shit out now when I'm 20. Like, mm-hmm. I can afford to make more mistakes, you know? I still have, like, help from my parents, like, mm-hmm. on some shit. When I'm 40, mm-hmm. them niggas ain't going to be helping me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> so like, no. No. They're going to look at you like, you a grown-ass man. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, <bro. laughs> Thanks. Like, come on, man. Like, 
it's honestly a shame it. if you're still doing that at the age That's of 40. Like, you can't be. So it's mm-hmm. like, now, why not just, like, chase the dream? Like, mm-hmm. let's go into it. Mm-hmm. Let's go all out into it. Let's just chase what we want. It's finna happen, man. I mean, the Lord finna give it to us. I believe heavily in God. I know some people don't. I do. I know he finna, you know, he gonna bless us. We just gotta put in the work, have faith. You know, there's one thing I gotta say that I've learned from successful people. It's like, you really have to, in order to be successful, you gotta make sacrifice. Awesome you have to sacrifice. And uh, the sacrifice you gotta make, that means like sometimes like you wanna go out and you wanna go hang out with certain people, but you can't do that. You're inside your house just working. You're putting in that effort, putting in that extra effort, you're putting in that extra time in order to be successful later on in life. You've got to make that sacrifice now, like while you're young. Like you can't just wait until I, I'm 30 and now I'm going to try to start a company. Try to start that shit today. Yeah. Go for it. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, it's, it's funny you say that, Trey, because that's something, that's something that I really do struggle with, though. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. uh, telling people, no, I can't hang out today. And it's not really even because of the fact that. You know, I would want to hang out or that's what I would rather you know, do in my time. It's more because of, you know, I really have a problem of telling other people no for the sake of their feelings. But mm-hmm. as, of, as of recent, you feel me, I feel like other people's feelings doesn't really have any place within my goals or within my ambitions. Yeah, you know exactly. Know? True, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, like, I, real interesting to say that. It's beautiful to be able to, like, capture that, you know, so early. Not a lot of people can really... That I'm blessed. I, I say it all the time, bro. The, the the way I speak, people tell me I have a way with words, and I'm truly blessed to have been able to touch so many people's lives. And what I have to say to you, frankly, it's good that like you take notice of just like certain like miscomings that you have, and you're able to work on it. You know, because I myself, I had a problem with being able to say no to people when I was in high school. You know, I had that issue, and I had to learn that. Listen, bro, I only have one life. And these people who I can't say no to, they're living their lives and they're getting the yeses and all that other extra shit. Well, I myself, I'm wasting my time and I'm unhappy. So I have to make that change for myself. And I had to like go through the trials and tribulations to get to where I am now. Like I talk like this now. Okay. I wasn't always like this though. I wasn't always the positive kid. I wasn't always a nigga who give give people good advice. I became that way because I had to go through certain hardships. Mm. Yeah. Adrian, I'm gonna be honest. I I actually like deal with that problem now too as well. Like yeah. sometimes it do be hard for me to say no to certain shit because yeah. I'll be thinking about like people's feelings and shit. Sometimes yeah. like I'll be invited to like go out somewhere, and I like I'll be like fuck. I actually kind of really want to go, mm-hmm. but like I know it's like fuck, man. Like I can't just because like I have other shit I gotta work on. And uh, there are times I was uh, frankly I still go through it. I'll be feeling bad saying no sometimes. Cause like people like the fact that like you're nice enough to even invite me out, I kind of feel bad to like turn yep. you down on some true, shit. True. But then also like it's like I also think like on reverse, it's like one like what I'm doing is supposed to help me in the future. Two like I can't go hang out with you, right? But you would probably say no to me if you had something that you were chasing too, mm. that you deem more important. So like if you would tell me no on some shit, then like I should be able to tell you no yeah. as well. Thanks. The thing is, is like I feel like as as being the person who I am, you feel me. I feel like you y'all are also the same people. If somebody was to tell me no because they actually had something they were genuinely chasing and trying to get, I would have no problem accepting. That okay, no yeah, either. you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what it is like ha- having to be able to say no to another person. You know, has always has always sat wrong with me, even though I know that it's right. You know, but um. At the same time, I feel like, you know, when I think about, you know, uh, I forget what, what the word is, is focusing on mortality, like focusing on the fact that we 
we don't have a lot of time on this earth. You know, we only have 24 hours. You feel me? Like if we if we take all this time to hang out with other people, not really chase after our own dreams and our own ambitions, chase after who we actually are, because at the end of the day, we we don't even know who we are yet. We only 21, 22. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're trying to figure that shit out. Thanks. You feel me? Like, like if we if we can't go through the, through these hardships and the, through these trials, you feel me? Will we ever really figure out who we are before we die? You know, which is very very important. Well said, buddy. Well, yeah, well, fucking really said. Well, uh, I definitely agree with what you're saying there. You know, and uh, I I think in our little society that we have going on here, a lot of people we've lost the ideal of going through hardships. You know, we think everything's supposed to come to us easy. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids these days they they expect to become millionaires by just sitting on their ass and not doing nothing. But you really got to work for it. You really got to put that time in. You really got to put that effort in, and you have to show care for like what you want. You know. We see, we all, we all see like the end result of what rappers get. You know, we watch their music videos. We see them with all the bitches, with all the cars, with all the money. But nigga, they had to put in time to get where they're at. They had to put in hours of rapping by themselves in their fucking studios or wherever the fuck they were at, just to get to that end result. Now, a lot of people, you're not gonna see the end result, or better yet, you're not gonna see the results of like what they're working on at the moment. But you'll see that at the end. Mm. You just gotta put that extra time in on your own self. That's exactly how it is, man. You really just got to put in the time and put in the work yeah. with everything, bro. We're almost built in a day. So like, <laughs> For real. I think of that quote every day, bro. Thanks. Every day. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here punching the bag, thinking to myself, okay, why is my jab not getting better? You know, why is my, why is my hook not getting better? When I run, I'll be thinking, why is my pace not going down? I always remember to myself, you feel me, Rome wasn't building the day. Like, this shit takes progress, bro. Be patient, man. Yo, how, uh, how long have you been boxing for? So, uh, I've been fighting since middle school. Boxing, uh, essentially, I've been doing that for about six, seven months. Oh, um, okay. I've been training at that same gym for about a year, though. Um, and with that gym, it's called Level of Boxing. It's a really, it's a really, really nice gym. Um they have a bunch of world-class fighters out there. It's a UFC fighter in my gym as well. A uh, woman, bro. She gave me a spinning sidekick to my stomach, bro. She had me on bended knee. Like, what's <laughs> like that? Bro, like, I've never, like, I- I've never thought to myself that a woman could put me down the way she did. Like, it was out of nowhere, too. Like, a spinning sidekick. Like, she literally turned all the way around to kick me in my stomach. You feel me? And... At that point, like, she told me, like, I, I was literally, like, that was my second day there. Right. I, I, was, I was about to get up, and she looked at me, and she was like, yeah, if you're going to want to succeed here, you're going to have to do a lot better than what you're doing, young nigga, and just walked away. Damn. And, like, from that day on, bro, I've just been on my shit. Like, I've been running OD, I've been dieting OD, been working OD, you know, things like that. But um, boxing, boxing is a very, very fun fun thing you know honestly because of it i wish i would have gone to something like wrestling in high school you feel me because oh, i always okay. want to get into wrestling you know but nuns you know coach nuns is always like yeah you don't do track no do wrestling all you need is right here at tnt you feel me? i believed him too i still do you feel me like his work yeah, definitely gets but also right. I, I agree with that but somebody's just marketing you know what i mean like of course still- of course <laughs> of course so he's trying to get his bread up regardless yeah. you feel me? but um Nah, wrestling, wrestling, any individual sport, I'd say, like uh, wrestling, boxing, uh, tennis, you know, at times I know they do doubles, track, you know, things like that. I feel like it's very, very great for athletes to learn because you're 
fully self-reliant. It's just you. It's literally just you. Like, you can fuck up playing football and still have somebody else, you feel me, fix your fuck up, right? If you fuck up while wrestling, nobody's going to come in that mat and fix fix that fuck up for you, you feel me? And they also teach you a lot of different body mechanics. Like, every single, like, ever since, um, what's his name, B-Walk? Coach B-Walk, B-Walk told Mm -hmm. me, he said, every single nice NFL player ran track. I did not believe that nigga. Until I went to Howard, every single nice football player on our team runs track. You feel me? Every single, like, Tyreek Hill, bro, that nigga apparently, like, in high school was not even tough at football. They just said that nigga just kept running track, and that shit just translated one day to the football football. field. Nobody nobody could touch him. You feel me? Nigga was too damn fast. Way too fast, bro. A lot of different different D linemen and a lot of different linebackers, you know, wrestle. You know, because wrestling is as being able to pin somebody to the ground. A tackle is initiated once somebody is pinned to the ground or put to the ground with either, uh, I think, two or more limbs. You feel me? And that's pinning and wrestling. You feel me? So oh. a lot of different things translate. You feel me? And I really wish I knew that earlier, you know, um, to be able to build my body mechanics, things like that, especially like with swimming and shit. I know swimming builds a lot of different body mechanics. That yeah. helps you reduce your lactic acid, all that. You feel me? But. No, I, I definitely recommend a lot of individual sports, you know, and, and if you if you have the chance, because it definitely gets you right. Yeah, man, I believe so. And also, man, I, I, um, you probably have already, you can see this. A lot of boxers are just fucking like shredded, bro. Boxers seem to be in like, fucking fucking shape, bro. And listen, man, shape, I, bro. I really want to give a shout out to you. I know people see like your Instagram now, like mm. they're going to see how you look now, bro. But Adrian has made a, bro, your transformation is unbelievable, homie. <laughs> Unbelievable, bro, homie, bro. Like, I can just tell, like, yo, like this nigga put in like serious work, man. You look fucking good, Brody. I see you out there. Appreciate you posting you, bro. like uh, the miles you running and shit, bro. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. This, bro. I, I'm a sprinter, <laughs> bro, you you always you've always been been like an athletic phenom, though. You feel me? Yeah, like you're, I'm, I'm an athlete. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Exactly, like you're you're where where a lot of people wanted to be. I remember in high school thinking to myself, watching you thinking to myself, like, damn, I gotta get like that, bro. I'm a lineman. <laughs> I've been thinking about. I was thinking about something. I'm like, I'm a lineman. I can't even lift as much as my own running back. Like, nah, <laughs> so deep. Oh man, I feel like I only had that advantage one because like just my father was so big into it, so he put me on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I remember you told me about that. You and Bert, both of your pops was into making y'all look crazy, bro. Nigga, I've been lifting since I was 11, bro. Like, I've been, I've been in the gym since like 11, man. It's crazy because it. literally my dad was like, yo, if you want to play football, like you have to go to the gym, like you have to work out. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, I got to keep going. I remember I didn't want to at one point. Uh, remember this nigga, like he walked in my room and he was like, yo, like you going to the gym? And like, I didn't want to say no to that nigga, but like you could just tell from like my vibe. I was like, nah, nigga, I ain't trying to go, bro. And I was like 11. And I remember he mm-hmm. looked at me and he was like, he was like, listen, I'm going to go with or without you. Like regardless, I'm going to go. And he was like, so if you want to be great and if you want to be good at football, if that's really what you want, then you got to start going to the gym. Then a nigga left. And then ever since, <laughs> and then ever since that day, ever since that day, that nigga was like, yo, we going to the gym. I was like, yep, come on, come on. Damn, what a way to motivate. Fact. What a yeah, way to motivate, man. Gave you a grown man talk. <laughs> Fact, man. I was sitting there like 11, nigga, like with some toys in my hands on some shit, bro. So that shit walked out. And I was like, all right, well. Next day, I was like, all right, come on, let's go. That's the name of the day you become a man type shit. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, though. Like, <laughs> I, I never had that talk at 11, no cap. Yeah, bro. My dad also, like, that's just how he is. I love him. 
He's just a very, he's just a very just tough nigga. Like that's just how he is. As he's gotten older, he's kind of like mellowed out. But that's just how he is. He's very tough, very intense, motherfucker, bro. He's like, yo, we gonna get after, we gonna get after. So that's why I try to, I kind of take that shit from him a little bit. At least I try to and make it my own. Do you feel like that's one of the only things you take from him, or do you think that, that there's a lot of other things, you know, other than work ethic and uh, left to Um, shit, I take a lot. Uh, worth ethic, worth ethic is definitely huge. I think that's one of the major things. Uh, uh, I've seen him, especially like growing up, bro. This nigga used to like wake up at three in the morning, go all the way to the city, work all day, come back home, rest for like an hour, go to the gym, have like an hour, two hour long. Uh, workout, come back mm-hmm. home, eat, go to bed, and then repeat every single fucking day. Uh, nigga ain't complaining. Mm-hmm. Nigga just worked, worked, worked every single fucking day. Um, and, you know, seeing him do that, also seeing my mother do that, but just in terms of talking about my father, seeing him do that, I was kind of like, all right, well, like, that's the standard around here. Like, that's what I got to do. So I took that from him. Of course, lifting, he taught me a lot of about working out. And that's have been that lifting itself. I thank him for because he's the one who put me onto it. And because of that, I'm like that's why I'm disciplined with certain shit because that's why I believe lifting makes you disciplined. Um, another really big thing I really got from him is like really just like how to like take care of a family. Um, mm. My dad has always been there, always. Uh, every time I need this nigga, he he finds a way to be there type shit. He always finds a way to provide for me. You know, if I ever was like hurting or down bad or really anyone in my family, he always was the provider. He was the fucking epitome of provider. If you need money, he got you. If you call him and you're in trouble, he finna pull up on you. If you ever just need to talk to him, he finna answer. I'll say this. He's the one currently even now. He not out of 10. If you call him, he will answer the phone regardless of what he's doing. He'll be at work and still answer the phone type shit because that's just really how he is. Uh, he showed me how to provide for a family. He showed me how to love uh to love a family, you know, and really just like give back to his people. He's always been real uh, big into family, family oriented, probably because he didn't really have that close knit uh, growing up. You know, he grew up in a different era. Like nigga grew up in the hood, you know, in the city type of shit. Nigga had it much worse than I did. And seeing him work is really motivating and seeing how he provides for his family. Like that's kind of what motivates me because that's what I want to do. Like when I have a family in the future, I want to be able to one, they could depend on and provide. I want to be the one who could provide for him. Also for my niggas, you know, I have a lot of people who've actually like really just like looked out for me on some shit that I would love to just give back to like years from now when I actually can, you know, like I appreciate you helping me get to where I'm at now. But frankly, seeing my father do that shit, that's kind of where it came from, you know? I feel like that's, that's one of the biggest goals too. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how heavily, you know, how, how much of a heavy influence they have within your life just from saying random things. Facts. Yeah. So Facts, yeah. Um, I actually have a, an example of this. This was very mm-hmm. early in me and Tyler's relationship. Um, very early. And I was uh, the mascot for our school. And uh, oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But uh I was I was doing like an event, and uh, he can clearly see I was struggling, bro. And the effort he put in just to help out went such a long way. I'll never forget him telling me, "Bro, I'm here for you." And like those words, bro. Being and being as like I don't know this kid. Like he's only my roommate at this point. Like he's really not like my nigga, nigga. You know, like he's really only my roommate. They meant so much because I'm like, damn. Like you really don't have to like wake up at eight in the morning on a Saturday to do this. 
Like you don't have to, <laughs> but you're, you're putting out that kind of effort. So it goes a long way. Like you said, just like certain words, like they're very fucking powerful, man. Like they really yeah. are. Yeah, man. Hey, Trey, where, where are you from? So I was born in America, but my heritage is Jamaican. So okay. like majority of my family are Jamaican. I'm really like the only American there is. Um, I used to live there. I lived there for about like 10 years. And I came oh, back where here. Jamaica, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, actually, I lived in a couple places. I used to live in Montego Bay, um, okay. Spanish Town. And then uh, I was in Kingston for a little bit too. But like I mainly stayed in like Spanish Town. Like that was like my realm of like area. So uh, okay. I grew I grew up around that area. Um, then I came back here and uh, stayed in Hartford, still currently in Hartford, went to West Middle School. After West Middle School, then went to Southington High School. And uh, mm. then I went to uh, whatever college I'm at right now. I can't remember the name for some reason. University of Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I couldn't remember the name, but yeah, now I'm here. Yeah. So overall. That's, that's crazy. How do you like that transition between uh, Jamaica and America, man? Do you, would you rather stay there or would you rather stay here? That's a very good question. Um, so here's the thing with Jamaica. It's a beautiful country. It's really cool. Um, people there, they can be nice. But I've noticed, um, I noticed, I just noticed like a change. And there's a certain things like I learned from my mom as uh, she's like taught me as I'm like becoming to get older. I cherish Jamaica for like the memories it gave to me when I was younger. So like a majority of my childhood was spent there. So I was like always outside. I was like playing with kids. Uh, I was outside mm-hmm. with friends, you know. So I got to have that kind of a kid childhood there in Jamaica. For that, though, I have to say there isn't a lot of opportunity down there that I would have if I were to have come here. So if I was still in Jamaica, I wouldn't I don't think for sure that I'd be an architect or future architect. I definitely don't mm. think I'd have a podcast with my best friend. Um, I wouldn't start a clothing company, you know. I wouldn't have had all the stuff that I have lined up for this year ready in pat if I were to still be down there. Now, I can't really say that for sure just because that's a whole nother possibility. Like mm. I don't know if that's what I would have actually done. But just like going off of like how my cousins are doing down there, because like they currently live down there and I'm seeing what they're doing with their lives. It is just not the same as what I'm doing with mine, just because like they might not either have those types of motivations or the struggle is just a little bit different for them, you know? So for sure, Jamaica is a wonderful country, but it is rough on its people at times just because you don't have that kind of, uh, not the representation. There's a, there's a specific word I'm looking for, but I just can't, it can't come to mind right now. You, you just don't have that kind of help that I would have, or the opportunity that I have here. That I just don't. You just yeah, don't the quality of life is different. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a third world country, you know. Like yeah. It's beautiful, but it's still a third world country. Yeah. How about you, Adrian? I forgot where you're, you Nigerian. I could be very much wrong. My family is uh, Ghanaian. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Um. I've been back to Ghana a couple times. Um, I've never really, I've never really stayed there too long, but there's definitely a lot of similarities that are drawn. You know, um, there's, I feel like there's, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Mm-hmm. You really can't explain to somebody in America why Africa is a beautiful place because all they really see are, you know, those terrible commercials. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they hear the different true. stereotypes, you know. But when you go to Africa, you know, the people there are genuinely carefree in a, in a, in a way, you know. Yeah, their access to resources may be, you know, a little, um, I guess, scarce. 
you know, in terms of having to walk miles and miles to go uh, get water from the nearest river or things like that in certain places. But there are also other places that are in, in Africa that or also I feel like also in Jamaica, you know, that are generally better better than the places that are in America. You feel mm-hmm. me? Just because just of the stuff that they have, you know, there's malls. I, I'm assuming there are malls in Jamaica, are there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, there are malls in Ghana. You know, they have an Apple store in Ghana. You know, there there's different places. You know, they, there's one place, I'm trying to remember the name in Ghana, where when you drive throughout their town, it's just straight mansions. You feel yeah. me? Because the property value there is so, so low. So you, mm. if you have American money, you can literally send that back there and, and build, you know, a giant ass crib like for like $200,000. Yeah. damn you know, yeah it's, it's, it's so it's so crazy you know and um i feel like the only difference there between here is the um i guess the rate of pay you know a lot of Ghanaians you will see them really working for like around you know 30 cents maybe 40 cents an hour um in, in terms of like translation to you know the currencies and things like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um but being able to come to America and to be able to make that much is ridiculous, right? Like people, a lot of people in Ghana don't really generally see more than 40 to $50 a day max, you know? So being able to come to America and to be able to make that within half of your workday is ridiculous, you know, in certain places. So that's where the, um, the want to come to America, you know, largely dwells in, but there are also a lot of cons here, you know, within, you know, the stereotypes, you know, the racism, you know, um, yeah. the language barrier. You know, a lot of people, I would really see a lot of people think that somebody is, you know, smaller than they are or try to belittle them or try to be con- condescending to them just simply because they don't speak the same language. Like a lot of, a lot of, you know, it's so crazy, bro. Like a lot of Mexicans that literally cross the borders to come here for a better life are looked at as, as you know, dumb because they really cannot speak the same language. And it's, and it's really sad because, you know, if you were really speak to them in their language, they probably could, you know, um, reveal like a whole lot of knowledge. You've they could be fucking scholars, bro. Yeah, they be you feel me? People. Very smart people. Incredibly smart people. And you just really won't know that because of the fact they can't speak English. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. And that's something I've, I've, uh, I've definitely known, especially now, because actually I work with a lot of people who are like, from different places so i work with this uh this lady she's from uh where's she from she's from colombia so there's another lady she's from peru there's this other lady i work with she's from uh uh russia so this other mm-hmm. nigga he's from ecuador i could i could be wrong on that one but essentially like they all they all like of course speak english but you could tell like when they speak not like broken english but you can tell just like how in their structures, uh, how they structure it. They're not like fluent. It's not maybe like their first language, mm-hmm. but they're, these are like yeah. some of the smartest fucking people I know. Mm-hmm. These are people who know their fucking craft and know their jobs in depth. And that have taught me so much. Mm-hmm. And if you were just to judge them based off of how they speak English, you'd be like, oh, these people are stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? But actually getting to know them, you really like actually like trying to like understand them. I'm like, yo, you're smart as fuck. Like, you're teaching me so much shit about this field, and it's unbelievable. But it's sad so that, like, crazy. in America, just because you either don't speak English or English here is your second language, or maybe because you speak a little bit of broken English, I'm going to be literally you think you're stupid. When, like, listen, bro, English, I'm pretty sure, is, what, one of the hardest languages to learn? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. come on now. And it's sad that, like, that's kind of, like, the world we live in, like, the shit that we got to rock with on some shit. But, yeah, yeah, I, uh... You know, thinking for a second, 
if there's one thing I can encourage both of you to do is uh, travel to other countries. Yeah, because I'm, you, I'm can, charge you, you can really be enlightened by the amount of people you meet just from other countries and what they can like give to you and the advice that they can like tell you. Um, traveling through Europe, you know, going to all those countries, meeting all these different people, just seeing the customs that they do, seeing just how like they operate, it was quite one awe inspiring because I was like, damn, they do things way different over here. Like being in Paris, they don't think like we do, you know. Yeah. Being in uh, Morocco, they don't think like we do, you know. Being in Italy, they don't think like we do. They they think completely different. And it's just because of like how they were growing up and like their customs and the way they do certain things. And uh, I think for at least a lot of Americans who just don't travel, you're only stuck to what you know here. So you're a little bit arrogant to, to like what you could learn possibly from yeah. those other places. So you might judge them harshly just because they might not be able to speak the same language as you and they're not able to illustrate properly like what they're you know trying to get across and i think it's very powerful for any young person in general just to like go out and just travel and they see the world for what it is because the world isn't just your backyard like there's so much more besides that yeah yeah brother motherfucker said i definitely want to start traveling frankly i will travel i've seen like the experiences you've had and uh Frankly, I want to have some of those experiences, man. I've done like a little bit of traveling, but uh, not like on my own. Like you went away to Italy by yourself type shit. You went yeah. away to England by yourself type shit. You've been to Paris. You've been to Germany. Like you've been to a whole bunch of different places essentially yeah. by yourself. You know, I've went on like little like family vacations mm-hmm. where I kind of want to go like by myself on some shit. Get like or basically like kind of live there on yeah, some shit for like some there, time. Yeah. And just like get to know the people honestly i i'm, I'm lucky to have experienced it because I, with the amount of money my family has well it's a miracle that i was able to do half the shit that i was able to do we're not rich i'm not a wealthy person we're very much poor we're very much like on the line you know and uh the way things were able to work out for me like i really can't do nothing but just thank god because like the opportunities that i was able to get you know the experiences that i was able to get they're priceless. I can't possibly pay for those with money. You know, I've learned just so much just about myself and I've grown so much as, as a man and like learning how to do certain things just by traveling. So if there's anything I can encourage anybody to do, you, you really should just like take some time and go visit some other countries, see what people are doing over there, you know? Yes. That's how you learn, man. Do y'all feel like you going um y'all gonna retire in America or do you feel like you wanna run it want to retire in the country or at least another state? My dream is to live in Germany, like permanently. In Germany? Yeah. Like that's 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 my dream. Um, I went there, I visited there, and I fucking cried when I left. So like I'm <laughs> I'm going I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back there, man. Like hundred percent. Um I love America though, so I'll never get rid of my American citizenship. But I'll probably have like dual citizenships one day and uh, retire there. Yeah, mm, that's tough. I'm, I'm definitely gonna say definitely another state. I mean, I don't know how much longer I'm be in Connecticut anyway. So uh, mm. definitely not, definitely not in Connecticut. Um, I would actually love to do it in a different country, but I would need to travel to different countries in order to too. really get an idea yeah. of like yeah. if I want to like retire here. Yeah. But uh, so I need to retire somewhere warm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I need That's to be somewhere warm now, bro. I hate all this Sutherland shit, all the snow. Oh, mm. man, I'm tired of it, man. No idea. No idea. How about you? Here, bro? Sheesh. I feel like if I were to go to another country, it would have to be like a country like Thailand or like Sri Lanka. Uh, 
you know, okay. some okay. somewhere somewhere that's their world that I'm really not too um, experienced with yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also do want to take a trip out there before I decide whether or not I can settle down because you know that's a very very long decision or um, a permanent decision. But if I were to move to like another state, it would definitely most likely be Virginia. And I feel like Virginia has everything. It's like it's almost like a bigger New Jersey to me. Oh, if that makes okay. sense. You know, yeah, Virginia ain't but, bad, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like I could definitely see myself out there. You know, I wanted to ask you a question earlier because we were talking about colleges. What was your freshman year like? Oh, freshman year at Howard? Yeah. Um, it was but, honestly mostly surrounded with football. I'm not oh, going to okay. lie to you. I was, really? I, I was, yes, bro. Like, I was, I was a, I was an ROTC. I was also a football player and I was a bio major my freshman year. So my schedule was just constantly packed, bro. I would wake up at like 4 a.m., go do PT for football at 5, or not PT for football, put PT for ROTC at 5. I've run two miles, do my push-up test, my sit-up test. Um, right after that, I would have lifts at 6 a.m., you know, uh, for football. <laughs> and then right after that, I would have a three-hour biology lab, you know, and then study hall, lunch, straight back to my other bullshit classes like Spanish or English or whatever, you know, no gen ed requirements. And then from there, I'd go to practice. No, I'd go to lifts, then meetings, and then practice. And then after practice, I had another class called freshman seminar. And by the time that was done, bro, it was like 8 p.m. So So nigga, you basically were working from 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. Every single day, bro. Damn, bro. Listen, I give it to you. Man, you had no time for bitches, bro. Damn, I, just- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, bro, like, your freshman year, our freshman year, completely different. Completely, bro. My freshman year and other people's, when I hear people talk about freshman year at our, bro, I just feel so left. I'm like, damn. That's gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Bro. You were really working, man. Jeez. Yeah. I-, I ain't go front, bro. I wasn't waking up at four o'clock freshman year it just wasn't me at that time and I, I, I give it to you four in the morning again shit done I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody I ain't gonna lie I wouldn't wish that on anybody you know I will say this though I feel like it really makes you the experiences like those though kind of like prepares you for just for like yeah like being successful sure. that is much better than part of sure. yeah because right. mm-hmm. you're working you're structured you have you have structure you have like dedication to it and you're like keeping mm-hmm, up with mm-hmm. it, so like I, I give you, I give you props for that. Yeah, and at the same time, though, I feel like I was doing a lot of that for other people, like my family. You know, my daddy's in the army, so he's the one who really pushed the idea of me being an artist. Seem, you know, African um, mm-hmm. ass niggas, they're always gonna want you to be a doctor or something. So that's the reason why I was pushed into bio as well. So those were already two things, two ambitions I had that I really wasn't ambitious in, you know. But um, I was really only trying to get done for my family. So I feel like over the course of college, realizing that, hey, this is not something I want to do. Like, yeah, I want to become a physical therapist. But I don't think bio is the right way to do it. Rather just get the prereqs and mm-hmm. be able to um, get through um, through school of business. And that's probably the best way. I don't want to play for anymore. I don't want to be in the Army because I'd rather serve crap than serve my nation for real. Like they don't really, they don't they don't really have anything. <laughs> they don't really have anything going for us, bro. Like it's so crazy. Like I see my dad go to all these big dinners and the events and things like that, and I always think to myself, you know, 
there's there's not a lot of black people up here being recognized for their successes, but at the same time, yeah. black people also built this country. You know, yeah. I, that might just be like the HBCU side of me, you feel me? But I just really can't sit down and sit by and you know, acknowledge their successes when really they're um, trying to prepare for our failures, you know? Yeah, man. Listen, I, I respect that 100%. And I do think, honestly, though, like you probably had the best freshman year compared to a lot of other people. I know it don't seem like it. Yeah, just because, like, at least everyone else, freshman year is full of partying, it's full of bitches, it's full of drinking, it's full of getting fucked up, it's full of eating pretzels, all the other yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. When, uh, in reality, having a structure like that shit really only gonna set you apart in the long run, type shit. You know, like, that's true. Like, what you had freshman year is what people, as they're getting older, are trying to implement to their lives. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. You yep. were doing that shit since 18, type shit, which is fucking powerful. I feel like I feel like PC also low key helped me with that as well though. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like you correct me if I'm wrong though, Tyler. I feel like you kind of needed a structure to operate in PC, um, especially like within certain areas like football. Especially, you need a structure. I feel like something that I lacked in. You know, I didn't really have a lot of structure when it came to football because by the time I got to PC, bro, my sophomore year when I transferred to PC from Senior Hall, that was my that was like my second year football. Oh really? Yeah, I, I didn't play football my whole life. I played football. Um, I started football at Scene Hall Prep right oh, before I transferred. Okay. So by the time I really got, like, really fully understood the concept of having to work hard for football and having to lift, like you say, your dad told you to, you feel me? Like, I was probably like a junior, you know, at, at, at PC. You know, and by that time, I always thought to myself, like, okay, it might be too late. Like, I only only have another year to prove myself. It's kids like, you know, Dorian Hardy already out here, you know, by the yeah. sophomore year getting all these offers, you feel me? It's kids like um Henry Pearson, yeah. you know, big as hell at Silk City. You know, like it's 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 all it's already all these kids that are miles and miles and miles ahead of me. I feel like, you know, what I what I really learned freshman year is that, you know, it really doesn't take, you know, thinking about the mo- the amount of time you have left to do something to, in order to make a change. You feel me? You might as well make that change right here, then and now. I remember Trey; he said that if you would rather start a, you know, if you want to start a company, don't start it in the future. Just start that now. If you yeah. have the availability, if you have the opportunity, start that now. You feel me? And I feel like that's all it really took my freshman year for me thinking to myself: I never really had, you know, solidified structure. I've always been moving like a kid. Might as well start moving like an adult now. And I feel like that's really carried on. You know. Yeah, man. Structure is needed, man. You need structure to be successful, and also success takes time. Like. Like, that shit not overnight. I think it's really fucking huge. And I, I do second that. Like, PC, I would say, did have structure, you know? They were like, yo, lifts is at this time. Be there at this time, you know? Mm-hmm. We all knew after lifts we had practice. So we all knew that after lifts we all go upstairs and watch film on some shit. We all knew defense was in this room. Offense was in this room. We all knew, mm-hmm. like, it was structured. Even during practice, it was like, okay, from periods one to five, we're stretching. And then from five to 10, we're doing individual drills. Then from fucking 10 to 12, it's team or some shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that structure is why PC frankly was successful. And I actually believe structure is why a lot of things become successful, whether it's football, whether it's business, whether whatever it is. So that structure is fucking huge. And I think PC really did a good job in that. We were like yeah. for a football team, bro. We were very fucking structured. And it's crazy because when I transferred, I went back to my home. And but they were not on that type of time. Hmm. They were Sad not they us. were not like that. And they weren't structured like that. They didn't really hold everybody accountable. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot more lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. And it was a little weird because I was like, 
well, for first two years of high school, all I've known is structure, structure, structure. And then I come to this school, like there, there's type, there really isn't no type of structure or some shit. So it was like a little weird. Like mm-hmm. no one was really operating on that type of time. So, but listen, man, structure is important. How do you feel about your decision uh, to leave PC though? Uh, I have no regrets. Mm. Um, to be honest, like, I I really have no regrets. You know, I mm. I enjoyed PC, but I didn't like a couple things. I, I one how I just also didn't like like in terms of like uh like during that we were like JV. But I didn't like how like kind of like treated like JV. I felt like I'm paying all this money. All right, fine. Maybe I'm not on varsity, which is fine. Okay, I'm not good enough to be on varsity. Like, you know, like on some real shit, that's just what it is. But I feel like I should, like, JV should be, that's the only thing that wasn't structured. They had no, like, JV practices, real shit. It was freshman practices and then varsity practices. And JV, yeah. we just showed up to games. They're like, okay, there's a game on Thursday. Show up and we expect you to know all the plays. It was like, nigga, we haven't practiced. It's hard to create chemistry with a team with no practice. That's a fact. And, uh, I didn't appreciate that. But... I really have no regrets. I'm actually really happy about both. One P, one PC taught me a lot, really about life. Like shit, I like just didn't really know about life. You know, going to like New Jersey and like meeting people from all over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it mm. wasn't like everyone there was from Paramus. You got niggas from Paramus. You got niggas from Patterson. Niggas from East Orange. Niggas from Union. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas from Bergen mm-hmm. and some shit. So like that taught me a lot. But I did. I kind of do like going back home, you know, uh, I went back home. I was able to really like, just like one, see my, like my niggas that like I grew up with type shit. You know what I mean? Um, I've made some really good friends and made some pretty good connections when I went back. That's uh, definitely like helped me. And overall it was just a good time. And at the end of the day, I got to play, you know, I think that was like the biggest thing is like, yo, I really just want to play and like going back home that allowed me to play, you know, I was on varsity. I was a captain, all that other good shit. So like the fact that I was able to go and play and just have fun, it was it was kind of lit. You know, I I don't regret it. So overall, it was a, it was a good time, man. That's tough, bro. That's tough, bro. bro. I I be thinking sometimes, not gonna lie. Um, I kind of regret staying at PC. Really? You know? Yeah, bro. Um, I be feeling sometimes that I should have probably either went back to my um my public school because I definitely have balled out over there. There were not the greatest, you know, uh, team of individuals when it, in terms of football, I would sometimes think to myself, I'd rather go to like St. Peter's, you know, school where they actually cared about the uh, post high school successes of their yeah. athletes. You know, they would actually send a lot of their kids to great colleges for ball. And um, even though some of them are, you know, some of them aren't doing as great as, as you know, we thought they would, some of them are doing greater than, than we thought, you know, mm-hmm. um, they at least cared to put their kids in, 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 in some type of, or some type of, like, post-high school, you know, program. I feel like at PC, they really didn't have a focus of that, you know, especially right when Sabella got there, um, when Mac Russo was really mainly in the mix. They really didn't yeah. care about the individual successes, you know, of um, all, all the all the players that were at the school. They we kind of, like, were more self-reliant of yeah. who we are. And know? I feel like PC, they cared a lot about the big-time players. So, like, yeah. if you were a big name, if you were the type of nigga where, like, big college scouts were coming to you, you're the one that's kind of driving ticket sales, they're going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they're like, we can kind of care less, which I think was, like, exactly. the only bad part. Not the type of attitude you want to have with your exactly. kids, man. At all. At all. You know, that, that's why, like, even though Bergen is as racist and as, like, demeaning as they are, like, I 
genuinely do understand why a lot of kids go there. Like they put a lot of kids into college. Yeah, man. You know, they tell their football players like, hey, you come here, you don't have to worry about class, you don't have to worry about eating, none of that. We got you. Like, and to a lot of you know, small town kids that really don't don't ball the way they're supposed to, or sometimes they do ball the way they're supposed to, you know, that sounds great to them, you know. TC is not like that at all. Nah, nah. That's like the only like bad thing. And it's crazy because like especially if you're playing football, especially like sometimes, especially if you are uh, you know, if you don't really have the resources, don't have a lot of money, scholarships only way you finna go to college. Like that's the right. only way you finna make it out. You yeah. know, some kids grow up in fucking poverty. Some people really grow up in the fucking hood, and it's fucking rough. And the only way your ass is finna get out is if you get a scholarship. And it's when a school is telling you, like, listen, like, regardless, we finna get you a scholarship somewhere. It's like, well, I kind of this is my only way out. Mm-hmm. This is my only fucking way out. So, so I don't I don't blame people even who went to Bergen. Uh, I don't fuck with them. It's like, yeah, they type racist this shit, bro. Niggas <laughs> with my help, helmet racist. off during the game, and I was like, yo, fuck y'all, niggas. <laughs> but uh, I mean, listen, man. Sometimes you gotta go somewhere. You gotta get yours. And if that place is what's yeah. gonna get you a scholarship, because there were black kids that went there. And they might have not enjoyed it, but when they got a scholarship to a nice fucking D1 school, they're probably happy as hell. Also, man, at least, you know, got something out of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Shit. You know, going D1 is a very, very big accomplishment. That I feel like a lot, not a lot of people even think about. You know, only two point five percent what high school players make D1, something like that. I mean, it's, it's just a crazy stat to even think about. You know, a lot of a lot of very, very talented individuals I've I've been able to play with, play against. All throughout high school and throughout, you know, my college career and my college tenure, you feel me? And it's crazy seeing people like come from all different walks of life, you know, all have one type, one goal for real, for real. That's to make the league. That's one thing I do miss about like football because it really was like everybody from like all different types of life, Mm -hmm. like, and we all here to do one thing. And you, I've met like a lot of good like fucking friends just from the football team. Just because yeah. like, you actually start talking to someone, it's like, oh, shit, you type cool on some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to see, you know, how people fall out through football as well. Facts. <laughs> so, so crazy. That is facts. All right, well, we've been going for, I think, a little over an hour, so we're going we're gonna to call it a call it a day. Adrian, Wu, thank we you, Brody, for, you, uh, for popping appreciate out on the you, podcast. Thank you, bro. thank you. Thank we really you. do appreciate it. Shout out to everyone who, uh, who's been rocking with us uh, this whole podcast. We really do appreciate you guys listening to us. Really do appreciate you guys really rocking with us. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for the support, for the love. We really do appreciate it. Cannot thank you guys uh, enough. So before we go, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor. Once again, it's going to be Red Fence. You can check that out on red-fence.myshopify.com. Also check out the IG at redfence underscore. You can check out my IG as well. It's going to be Tyler underscore Waller 3. Trade is gonna be Traquan underscore Park Seven, and uh, Wu, do you wanna you wanna shout your shit out too? Uh, I don't really got nothing to shout out, but I appreciate all y'all for tuning in. I appreciate you having me, Tyler. I appreciate you having me as well, Trey. You feel me? There's something I definitely want to do for a minute. Hey, that's lit, man. That's lit. So once again, thank you guys for uh for listening, Adrian. Thank you so much for popping out and uh, no uh, problem, have a good day. Bro. Thanks. Have a good one when you're listening to this.